Welcome back to Charles Agony's Bands. Welcome back. We are back Good once again. You. Yeah, it's been a while. Great. What a treat. Long. I went to South Africa. Been away. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was great. I haven't really asked much about it. You didn't get robbed at gunpoint? No. What a waste of time. Because you didn't go to Joburg. Joburg is the more dangerous territory of South Africa. It was nice. in Cape Town. Yeah. It was a great time. Holidaying, yeah. sightseeing, swimming. Swimming's cold. It's like S- uh, sharks. No, didn't see any sharks. 11 degree water. It was cold. Mm. There are a lot of sharks there, aren't there? Yeah, great whites. Uh, they'll could have been fucking eating. kill you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they'll fucking <laughs> fuck you up, man. Yeah, I believe they'll <laughs> fucking kill those, you. Those guys are savage. Yep. Uh, no, it was a good trip. Went to, uh, trained once at Henzo Gracie's. Nice. Great gym shot. Henzo Gracie's Cape Town. Good coach. Guys are down at her black belt. Yeah. Good, good, good quality coach in there. Renzo. Ha- yeah, Renzo. Um, lifted weights a few times. It was fun. Nice. Yeah. I good. see. It was hot. Huh? It was hot. Yeah. Nice. Not crazy hot, like 25. Yeah, that's good though. 20 to 30 degrees. It's sun's hot though. Yeah, it's good, man. Sun's you know out. What? 10 days away. Fucking amazing. Feels like I was, I was away for like a month. Sun's out. Guns out. All that. In Johannesburg. All that. Cape Town. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. What's going on with you? How have you been? Good. I've been... Doing my usual training and teaching, you know, standard, nothing exceptional. Yep. Uh, what else? I'm going to Leicester next week, and then a week after, I'm going to France. Oh, France? Oh, yeah, France for a seminar. See the grandpa? Oh, do a seminar. Yeah, to do a seminar in Toulouse. Yeah. That's going to be great. You speak French? You perform the seminar in French? I will not perform it in French. Go I'll on. perform it in English. Go ahead. I think I could probably list all the words I need, but. Just not, in case. not fast enough, yeah. Just in case. Yeah, just in case I'm sat there clawing it. You know, <laughs> clawing, yeah. clawing for words. What's been working for you? You've been training some stuff. I've oh, been doing some legs. I'm going to cut you off real quick. Guys, just remember, this is the first time we've ever remembered. Yeah. If you'd like the podcast, make sure you rate, subscribe, go to YouTube. Do it right now as we're speaking. Mm. Press follow. If you're on Spotify, rate the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, yeah, go ahead, subscribe. It's going to be plenty more. The more you, you subscribe, the more you rate this podcast. Check out the show notes, support the podcast. You know, you get it. But do that now yeah. if you're listening. It's easy yeah. to do. Just rate us. Also, send in your questions on the yeah. stories 24 hours before the podcast. Yeah. If you want your question answered. Yeah. Well, that's that. There we go. That's that out of the way. We'll say it again in the end. But anyway, let's yeah. continue. What have you been working on? So me, I've been doing legs. I've been doing. I've been going, trying to go back to a bit more loose passing. Just spent ages on the uh, tight passing. Spent a good six, seven months on that. So, gonna now go back to loose passing and try and, you know, mesh the two together. Loose passing from, as in like, that's from the outside. Yeah, just going around the outside, trying to get angle and then tie them out. And then once I've, once I've got that strategy going, then I get better openings to go for the tight passing. Mm. So yeah. And it's actually a lot easier. I mean, it's not easier, but it's definitely less taxing on top to just skate around the outside and push people's knees away from the chest rather than just going into half guard. Sometimes you've got to use too much upper body strength. Yeah. So yeah, been going back to that. And then on the bottom, I've been entering the legs, just getting, <laughs> just getting sharp on the legs. What a yeah. surprise. And then from, yeah, and also going for the back. And then I've been enjoying my wrestling, working on my... Foot sweeps again, uh, my judo throws, yep. which I was I stopped doing for a while because I kept injuring people, but 
<laughs> now I'm back. <laughs> now I'm back injuring people. Time to injure people again <laughs> with a horrible Haragoshi. Oh shit! To the kneecap. Do you reckon you hit a Haragoshi on me today at open mat? Yeah, if you play your cards right. I don't think you'll get it. <laughs> if you play your cards right, you won't get it. Maybe he'll get it. What do you think of uh, Giancarlo Pedro Mourinho match? Yeah, that was a, that was a bit of a weird one, wasn't it? Why? So thought. I thought Giancarlo would have a much easier time, but to be fair, I've only watched it once front to end. Yeah. And uh, from what I got, it just seemed that Pedro was just masterfully stalling from, from top position. Being heavy, just pushing him, just being on it. Yeah, just, just keeping his weight grounded under him all the time. Yeah. Not letting not him Not committing any weight. So it's not like Giancarlo was getting tired for that reason. He was probably getting tired mentally from how boring it was. Or tired from like trying to off balance him the whole time, but he wasn't getting tired from getting leaned on. Yeah. And the wrestling, well, it was good at the start, but then when it got sweaty, I feel like it favoured Pedro Mourinho's more. It's got more explosive messy. and. He's pretty much tire kicking his legs. <laughs> yeah, creative style. The foot sweep at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The foot, yeah. Tire kick. Foot sweep. Yeah, that's allowed though, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Just kick the leg out of his there, but but he didn't even manage so. That was some good uh, balance from Giancarlo, to be fair. Yep. But yeah, I did a competition as well. Alpha grappling. You fucked him up. Yeah, yeah, we had a good... Uh, so, good points is that it was... Everyone beat everyone by submission. It was an easy competition. <laughs> Bad points. What happened? The platform was dangerous it looked fucking dangerous why did they elevate it it was an elevated platform and the mats didn't fully cover the platform oh my and God. also the mats on the edge of the platform which were like the buffer zone yeah were sliding so were you to wrestle and push off those mats you would fall you would fall yeah which happened to sylvia and his other guy they didn't i mean they kept falling off the mat and eventually sylvia just held onto him and brought him back to the mat in a body lock yeah and i'm pretty sure the referee didn't know the rules either Oh Even God. though he was co-owner of the event, he didn't know the rules. So he's getting swayed by the Drake guys, the uh, Ashley Williams guys, and just giving extra points. And then when Sylvia took the guy off the mat in a body lock, they kind of, he kind of said to reset, and then Sylvia just ignored him, and then he just allowed it. And <laughs> 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 right, I'm not splitting Sylvia's grip. <laughs> this random man isn't, and, yeah. and poor Harrison wasn't either. So yeah, that was entertaining. Belly down, face choke. The guy honestly looked at Sylvie like he spat on his mum just from hand fighting him. Just right. collar ties and underhooks and just dragging his head down to the floor. Yeah. After like three minutes, I feel like the guy realised how tiring it was fighting Sylvie and how he's about to lose on this yeah. terrible stage. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he looked so angry. Wow. Yeah. And then my fights, I had two fights. Fights. Mostly just submissions me just butt scooting towards you got two subs two subs yeah light work there you go basically yeah well sam yeah well done in the match thanks that was so great what a <clears throat> what an intense day of competition let's get some questions we've got many questions reverse k guard all right reverse k guard what about him? it's just k guard with the leg on the other side of your body that was the question that was the question. What is what reverse, reverse K-guard? Normally K-guard, you go for the outside. But reverse K-guard, you've already inverted and you've passed the leg over to the opposite side. Kind of like you're attacking 
the knee bar or something. Right. Yeah. It's just having the leg on the other, opposite side. It's just another option. You like reverse K-Gun. I like all legs. Anything to do yeah. with leg entries. Yeah, all, all legs are equal to me. <laughs> oh, but there we go. <laughs> That's it. Reverse K-Gun, just the foot on the other side. Johnny's got some good stuff on that. So I hears. Yeah. Natty or not, we've done that. What's it uh, for you? Are you Natty or not? Yeah, yeah. I think that Answer them. It was obviously not. <laughs> obviously, I love the juice. Uh, leg, should, oh, we, oh. should we actually answer it? Yeah. Ogan's Natty. Natty, yeah. Leg entries versus sweeps. So, it's kind of the same thing. You use the leg entries to get the sweeps. I'm, I guess the question was more about like, it, when, when does it look like a sweep and when does it just look like a leg entry to a takedown? I would say if someone's good, you're not just gonna, you're not just gonna sweep them like a tripod sweep or something and come up. There's gonna be like, you need to off balance them in a certain way or get them to commit their weight somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You off balance them, then you enter a bit, then you off balance them again, then you enter a bit, and then maybe you control two legs and sit them to their butt, and then there's a bit of leg pummeling. And if you win the leg pummeling, then maybe you can stand up with a good like wrestling scramble basically yeah uh actual sweeps tend to be if the guy's like on their knees and you manage to get their weight forward into their hands and then take their hands away from them that's when the sweep kind of looks like a sweep rather than just looking like them getting tipped over and then you coming on top with a wrestle up yeah it's a good strategy you know try and set people up for leg leg injuries and then try and take the sweep or try and off balance them to get somewhere yeah right? basically you go for legs and then people sit to their ass and like scoot away and kick you in the butt with two legs and you can stand up so shout out our guy less impressed more involved with his video i actually watched it yesterday sure but, head joke yeah shout out that guy he uh, watch, he'll, he'll watch this he'll shout watch him. he'll yeah. watch he gets it uh he put up one about like if they're stood you need to be off balancing them to get their hands to the floor and to basically pummel your legs quicker and if they're sat down their legs are light so they'll be pummeling their legs quicker so it's better if you stand up basically if they're if they're on their butt you stand up if they're yeah if they're on their if they're on their back their legs are light so you stand up and if they're stood up their legs are heavy so you got to pummel your legs to get their hands on the floor to get their hands yeah get their hands busy with off balances then pummel pummel your legs till you can get to backside or, or get them sat to a hip yeah and then you can finish there we go there it is that's the uh, that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's wait. So simple. <laughs> it's simple. <laughs> ways to annoy people in a role. Oh, there's so many ways. People who annoy you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Sam. <laughs> what a lovely sewed that was. All right, anyway. how to annoy people. <laughs> So I would say the most annoying, like like any good troll, it, <laughs> it, it shouldn't have any benefit to you. Right. Then that's actually not just annoying them; that's actually improving your position, which could be forgiven, you know. Yeah. But if it's purely to annoy people, then it has to have no benefit to you whatsoever. It has to be neutral for you. Yeah, neutral. Yeah, it could even be bad for you. No, because then that's not the troll. Because then if it's bad for you, it's good for them. But it could be bad for you at the behest of them. So it could be I'm wasting more energy just to make you waste even oh, more energy. Yeah, yeah, got it. So that would be acceptable as well, but not something where, <laughs> not something where you're improving yeah. and they're just getting worse because that's just normal jujitsu, I guess. So that's the key concept of annoying people. Yeah, I think when it comes to actually annoying them mentally, not just like physically tiring them out or just doing good jujitsu, 
if you actually want someone to hate you, it has to have no benefit to yourself <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> and you need to violate that way rather than in a way that benefits you. Go yeah. on. Yeah, so let's say just doing stuff like I'm just pulling on someone's um, head. Let's say like a can opener from, from close guard. Yeah. Just, just holding their neck. Like, yeah, it's not going to sub anyone good. It's just going to annoy them and it's going to tire you out probably more than it tires them out, but it'll annoy them in, in that they don't have a choice whether or not to... To be there. Yeah, whether or not to be there, whereas you can let go whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Other options would be... Can, can is like, you're standing up or you're just pulling their head and... Just pulling their head, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or like... <clears throat> let me think. Just like repeatedly butterfly sweeping people without coming to top position. <laughs> sweep them stay on the floor yeah just sweep them and wait for them to come back up or <laughs> I don't know like in the mount but then again that's getting close to a sub but let's say getting to a submission points but without subbing people like dark rooming them is it's not that annoying though because it's, it's more like it's more suffering on their behalf yeah it's more suffering it's not really annoyance like that you get, you're getting them closer to to yeah tapping because they can can tap the dark room yeah and annoyance is more like they could prevent it or they could stop it but they'd have to waste like too much energy for them to make it worth it so they're getting annoyed in in the dilemma (laughs) (laughs) and the fact that you're doing it to them you have obviously contemplated this i've been doing it for ages (laughs) if i see someone's getting annoyed i will make sure to spend the rest of the round stalling and annoying them that's another one just just store. just store if you want to piss someone off like honestly if you just if you could be winning and you're just wasting both of your times store. there's nothing more annoying than that like just wasting someone's time it's not even to do with jiu-jitsu anymore it's just you're just wasting their time waste their time yeah just waste their time one for one your time for their time, their time. <laughs> but you waste more of their energy than your own energy not even necessarily it's maybe like relative to them mm. so let's say like Per calorie output, I'm probably wasting more calories, but I have more to give. Yeah, let's God. say the, the, for them, you've got more in the tank. It's, it's a big portion of their calories getting wasted. Yeah, that's what you've got to think. So I would say easier to annoy smaller people. If it's bigger people, you've got to be way more tactical in how you annoy them, yeah. like denying grips and actually being really good at jiu-jitsu as well as all this other stuff. But they've got more danger. They're more dangerous, right? Yeah, they're just going to control you, so you can't really annoy them. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, you can't be getting controlled. Cool. Well, so that was go. a great question. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my best of all time. That was great. So good. Best way to expose heel hook from Cross Ashy. So I would recommend watching Jason Rouse stuff or buying my DVD. Okay. Because it's not just like, yeah. It's not a, it's I mean, not we can talk about it, but what, what would be the point? You won't get it. You we just, can talk about it. We can get a video up on the news. We, we could get a video. All right, cool. Well, I like to get the shotgun grip to stop them putting their foot flat on the floor. So try and avoid them from putting their foot flat on the floor because then they can build height into it. And then they can like load weight into their front leg until they're ready to load it into their back leg and extract their front leg. So they like load weight forward, their leg's safe. They can hand fight and use all three of their other limbs whilst basing on their front limb. And then once they have you in a compromised position, they can either look for a counter or they can just look to take weight off that leg and extract their front leg. Got it. So, yeah. that's So, basically, you have to keep their front leg off the floor. So, if they ever do put weight into it, like if they're getting deeper in or they're giving you their second leg or something like that. But you can't just 
you can't just let them control your legs and put weight on their front leg. So yeah, yeah. I would say get a shotgun grip and then try and force them to turn, you know, to get a heel, to, to hide their heel. And then you can spin the other way to get their heel or you can try and take top position and get the back. Or you can threaten to come up and then as they push back into you, you can go back to your heel hook. Mm. But yeah, these are, I would say check Jason Rouse stuff and my Jason DVD. Rouse. Jason Howe, yeah. Jason Howe. What a man. Give me one sec. I just realized Baby Hippo may be downstairs. Ooh. Continue talking. Young hippo. Jason Rao. You trained with yeah. Jason Rao, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, trained with Jason Rao. Yeah, that was... Bro, he almost broke my arm. <laughs> very good, yeah. Yeah, very good. And he's very, like... I say he almost broke my arm. He was a pretty safe role. Like, he wasn't <clears> going... <throat> he wasn't going nuts, so... Yeah. That was good. And, and obviously, neither was I, because I'm visiting. But, but yeah, he was very good. And the stuff he was showing was all nice, key details. I'd love to go train there for, like, an extended period of time. Well, was it Boston. Nah, this was in uh, New, New York, York, Long Island. Oh. They also have a guy there who they call Gay Mike. Gay Mike? Yeah, everyone calls him Gay Mike. I, I mean... You'd assume I, he's gay. <laughs> he is gay. After all, he is gay. Yeah, they, I was like, damn, do they actually call him that because he's gay or because he's not gay? Yeah. But yeah, it turns out because he's gay. And he's very good. Seems not to mind it. Anyway, uh, yeah, he was fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got me with an Aoki lock. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Gay Mike. Yeah. Wow. He calls it the Ao Queen lock. He loves them. Yeah, he loves it. <laughs> so, yeah, he was fucking good. Yeah. And there was a couple of other guys as well who were good, uh, whose name I can't can't remember. But, yeah, there were some good guys there as well. Sweet. So, yeah, I'd love to go train there. Now they've got that Nick Ronan as well. Tasty. Who? Nick Ronan. He's very good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's good as well. Damn. I would like to train there. So, yeah, Exposing Heel. Check out Jason Rouse stuff, my DVD, or just, uh, yeah, Shotgun grips. Yeah, shotgun grip is basically your best bet. And also just using... What's, what's cross-side ashy? That's 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 just any time you have the leg on across your body. So right. I think they're referring to either 50-50 or saddle. Got it. Yeah, so saddle 50-50 or basically anything where it's across your, across your body. Oh, got it now. So yeah. shotgun grips are good. Yeah, shotgun grips are good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, got to think L- of it. Lifting up the, the knee. Yeah. yeah, got to think of it more as like saddle or like cross actually would be one of the many tools that you use to get the job done right. like if you don't have the shotgun grip or if they're turning before you get a chance to get the shotgun grip then you need to think about like inverting to try and switch to double 50 or something like that like you can't just stay in saddle and expect to finish people you're gonna have to do lots of leg <coughs> shuffling and switching between outside and inside heel hooks it doesn't just work on its own yeah there needs to be a sequence of events to get yeah. the heel yeah you gotta combine the moves better yeah. basically yeah. you're not gonna, just gonna, gonna get the fucking hill nah it won't uh, even if you have perfect techers you need to combine the moves well to make them you know because there's always going to be like let's say 10 percent of like looseness in your moves or whatever so you've got to just combine one move with another move so you get really deep into your second move mm. otherwise it's just you're just chasing and getting all tired each time rather than like catching people out well, there we go right that's the answer popping legs in sparring. Oh, you see that? The I girl. saw that. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, this Doug was brother, crazy. Doug brother. Was crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I watched that. That was intense. I mean, you know what? If you're applying it slowly, okay. Now nah, let's first say bye. If you're a black belt and you're sparring some like someone you know is a moron, then you have some responsibility not to break their leg. Like you have to keep them safe from themselves. Yeah. But if it's another guy who's like a competitor and they're just like you're just applying the submission slowly and you're waiting for them to tap and they don't tap and it pops like you might be to blame as well but honestly it's there they're both black butts 
Yeah, yeah. Well, then they should both, and they both train at B team, so they both know leg locks, right? Obviously I'm not specifically well. the B team thing. This is more a general question, right? Oh, okay. I feel like the other guy was not a black belt. Right. I don't think so, anyway. Maybe black belt level, but I don't know. Anyway. Back, back to the concept of the. But yeah, yeah. You can't just not tap and expect people not to just pop your shit because some people are flexible. Yeah. And so, they don't know whether it's on or not. They're yeah, like, yeah, exactly. On. Well, even if you know it's on, it's like, well, that's when you tap. That's how the sport goes. Like, if you're just letting your shit pop. What did he pop there? He, broke, he tore his MCL, MCL or broke his knee. What happened? I, yeah, he popped his knee outwards. I guess it's an MCL. It was like valgus pressure on the knee oh. with a straight leg. Looked like a side <laughs> knee bar. Yeah. It looks so painful. Yeah. She and loud, also the shame. Loud too. The, shame, the shame, yeah, yeah the, the shame. shame. He's talking it up big. His, his misogyny followed by his slap of reality. So good, <laughs> so good, <laughs> so, <laughs> so good, <laughs> so good. <laughs> so, it's, yeah. not, it's not. It's not good to see that. Realistically, it's it's never good to nah, see. I normally, I normally click off when I when I know it's about to happen. Like I don't want to actually see the nah. motion. But yeah, if it's training and someone's not tapping and you're both and you're applying it slowly, that's the key though. If you just apply it slowly and you're looking at them, she and, didn't look that aggressive. Like she didn't put it on crazy hard or anything. No, she said she knew it would break though, didn't she? In a post right. interview, she said she knew it was going to go. Well then, yeah. Well, yeah, then he should have tapped. It was an in-house competition. Yeah. He should have tapped. I mean, it's your responsibility to keep yourself safe at all times. <laughs> keep yourself safe at all times. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, protect yourself at all times. I actually thought of that so much whilst I was sparring. Protect yourself at all times. Like, it has to be, right? It's your job not to get injured, really. Yeah. Like, literally, Especially in a job. competition environment. Everyone yeah. deserves to fucking compete. Yeah, yeah. Protect yourself at all times. Especially against white belts. Oh, my God. Right. Octopus, Octopus guard. guard counter. See, I don't think it's that easy. Like, uh, it's probably what a is lot. octopus guard. O octopus guard is when like you're on your side and you reach under their armpit and grab their lap, and then you can like build up into them. You can basically do like a seesaw motion to get them pushing back into you. Then you can either reverse them, or you can come up and, and like try and wrestle and take yeah. their take their back and stuff. So, I don't think it's one counter that's going to work very well. But from what I've seen, it's very hard to do on bigger people. You can't really get them rocking forwards and backwards enough that it's worth your energy. So you end up just getting tired and then you get crushed in the same position. Mm. It's also pretty high risk, like, because you're exposing your back to try and get a bit of back exposure on them. So I guess if you're do you, very... Do you, do you risk the ball low at that point? Or you risk just getting your back taken? Mm, yeah, it's kind of, well, so it's the upper back up exposed. Guard, they're, they're in that position there. Yeah, and they like reach behind your lat and they grab your far lat. Got it. Yeah. So you don't risk, yeah, you kind of risk a bolo. I guess bolo is just rolling, but bolo is normally like you use the bolo to get the upper body, upper body grips. But here, the upper body grips are basically available. So the best counters I see are people just cross-facing early and not letting them build up. Pinning them. Yeah, if you do get to the reverse dogfight position where you're like, <laughs> where you're both facing the opposite way <laughs> and gra grabbing each other's lat, then it's whoever turns around the fastest. Yeah, and whoever builds height the fastest will have the like better knee position so they can spin around to their partner's back. Right. So yeah, it's basically that. Try and build height, try and get a cross face early. Those are the two easiest. And then also yes. you've got to like direct your weight correctly so you're leaning, leaning weight onto their posting arm. 
Yeah. Basically, they it's up in the if you're on the bottom and you go octopus guard, you're forcing the person on top to like work to keep you on the floor. They can't just chill anymore. They have to like drive into you. And that's why like if you're if you've got better cardio than someone or you're more efficient than them, it's probably a good shout to do that to tire someone out. Yeah. Gas them. Uh, yeah, just to gas them, yeah, just up the ante. Yep. Nice. Like the octopus guard. I want to watch uh, Craig Jones just stand up. Or, no, sorry, the concept of power ride, the, the pinning one. Yeah. Have you watched that? Is it good? I've watched bits of it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't actually downloaded it yet. So, but just pinning people. Key, yeah. Key, key detail. Yeah, just pinning. I've been, obviously, I've been pinning people, but then it's different when they're like bigger than you or whatever, you yeah, know. Because they can always just use strength to spaz now. Yeah, you just get less time to practice the stuff and like, yeah. Yeah, they use strength, there you go. Using strength is fine, like you can expect it. I'm just saying it's hard to practice on stronger people and like really you don't have trouble pinning smaller people. It's pinning bigger people, that is the issue. Yeah. So like actually doing it on massive people. Sandra. Who are good, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah, it's hard. It's sad. He's hard to pin. Sandro, yeah, I mean, he just turtles, so. Yeah, he just goes to his knees. Yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, he's hard to pin, that's fair. Like, it's it's hard to keep him back flat on the floor. Yeah. I guess you could, though, but let's say you get him in mount, he'll just turn he'll give his belly down, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just stand up. Crazy, brother, yeah, yeah, and he'll just stand he'll up. He'll get the turtle and then start standing up. Yeah, yeah, basically, he'll just try and go single leg and stand up. Yeah. Which is fair, that's the strategy. Yeah, he's big, yeah. People do that in Kazakhstan. That's very Trump, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, it's somewhere around there. <laughs> That's crazy. Somewhere around there. Okay, guard top, the guard passing. Sorry, slash top. Guard meta. Guard will, passing. Will slash guard top. ever be great yeah. again? Will guard ever be great again? All you play is guard, bro. What is he, what's this guy asking? Yeah, because the new thing is to always be on top and wrestle and all this kind of oh, stuff. Oh, pressure, J point, this and that. Yeah, but that's just that's just a fad. In my opinion, because <laughs> what that's what Gordon Gordon is doing, right? Yeah, I mean, everyone's gonna get really good at wrestling and guard passing. Meanwhile, someone else will get really good at leg locks. Like, look at Diego Pato; he'll just get ridiculously good at. I mean, he's already he's also good at the other stuff. Shizinski. Yeah, and then what? You're gonna re- he'll, he'll just pull guard, and then we're back where we started like ten years ago. People just leg locking the fuck out of just, everyone. Yeah, just back to leg locks. Like, if essentially, if you, all you need is a really dangerous guard to win jiu-jitsu competitions. But yeah. if you're a top player, you also need to wrestle. Mm. So it's much more easy to be just a bottom player. But on the other hand, if you want to win via points on bottom and not submission, then you also need to wrestle. Yes. So it's not... It's a dilemma. It's a dilemma, yeah. Either way you look at it. But the thing is, on bottom, it's easier to shoot for subs with low risk than on top. Yeah. If you aim for subs on top you're more likely to give up the points and have to wrestle. Whereas if you're on bottom, just attacking the legs, mm. guard retention is like the same. You can equate that to staying on top. And I would say it's easier to retain guard than it is to stay on top without your partner standing up as well. What do you think the key details are to having an excellent guard? Hmm, probably like, well, first, all right, you have to be flexible. Let's not, let's not pretend. You have to be flexible. And be- <laughs> Flexible, <laughs> flexible. <laughs> be, yeah. be able to bring your knees to your chest like really tight. So and if you're fast fat, too, you have a bad guard if you're fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so you have to be flexible, like good hip mobility. You have to uh, be experienced and like expect what people are going to do. You have to be very aware of all the passes that are coming your way. 
Like if it's the first time you've seen a pass, most likely you're not going to react in a like as do, they're, do re- as they're reacting. Yeah, yeah. Or at least in the correct timing. So you just get tired and eventually you Don't get pass. caught out. Got it. Uh, also like sussing out your opponent. Sometimes, sometimes if they're being negative, then a good guard would comprise of being like way more open. <clears throat> but then if it's like a Nicky Rod, you might be better off just being like, very Quite closed. compact, yeah, as compact as possible, and then waiting for him to lean on you a bit before you get, before you get anything going. Because then, if you start to reach for him, then he'll just like club blast, your head blast. or something, yeah, and blast to body lock. Then you're having a bad time. Uh, yeah, in terms of defending the body lock, like part of that is just again knees to chest as hard as you can, but also strength and timing your butterfly sweeps. Also, like half wrestling up and then pulling guard again. So yeah, if you get body locked, I feel like that's like the worst nightmare for a guard player because yeah. like you're gonna you basically lose a lot of your offense like instantly. Mm. You can play like reverse Z guard, but again, you lose a lot of your offense immediately and, and you, energy too. Yeah, and yeah, and exactly yeah, and you risk more if you start to do like the reverse Z guard and all this kind of stuff. You risk a bit more back exposure and risk them getting the pass a bit more than just trying to recover the standard way from half guard. Mm. So yeah. Uh, what else? Just be good at leg locks. If you don't have any leg locks and someone's standing passing, you're just not going to do anything to them. You know, there's no threat. Yeah, there's no threat. There's no threat. You can try and off balance them and collect the second leg, but essentially there's no threat if you don't have uh, if good you don't legs. have leg locks from from bottom. Yeah, like you could. I guess you could just go straight to wrestling up as well. But then you may, as, if you're a wrestler, you may as well just wrestle from the feet. May as well just wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good, good point. So, what makes a good guard? Having good leg locks. Yeah. Good flexibility. Bringing the knees to chest quickly. Yeah. Recognition and of the passes. Recognition of passes. Yeah. Probably the most important is recognizing the passes to keep your guard retention. Yeah. I would say that. Yeah. Recognizing the passes, number one. Watch, able... watch a lot of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Figure out all the passes. Yeah, yeah. All the passes that are available. Yeah. Yeah. Spar with a variety of people as well. Yeah. Go to different gyms and try... How dare you? Different people. How could I Come leave to my, my gym? How could I leave my my gym? That's not loyal to my gym. You could. We've spoken about this a lot in previous. You could check pods. it though. Huh? You could check it though. Just check another gym out. Just check just it out. See what it's like. Just gonna yeah. check it out. Just pay a monthly membership. Yeah. Cancel your old one. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss you, the ring. You got open mat today. We got open mat today. I'll be, I'll be there. Two thirty to four p.m. Yep. Every Sunday, dentist o'clock. Two thirty. Yeah. Okay. Combat jits. Have we done this before? I yeah. can't remember, but... We did. We did on during Cartel Pod. Or what, we did what, it on Mark McQueen Pod. One what of those would ones. be my strategy for it? That was the question. What would be your strategy? I mean, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Fucking make sure they... St- you get your seatbelt off before you get they get theirs off. <laughs> and just try to be really no, heavy. combat and... jits, not car jits. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we haven't talked about combat jits. Um, stay on top and fucking slap them in the face as hard as you can. What if it's a alpha male team, whatever big units and they're good at wrestling and you know you're going to get taken down can you slap from that from the you can't slap from standing oh you have to be ground just try and wrestle as much as possible and just lose what are they better are, are, are they better at wrestling they're better at wrestling uh could you pull off leg locks quick enough without getting absolutely smashed in the face mm, not 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 with consistency so the thing, yeah, it's it's completely different. It's like borderline MMA. It seems like a really stupid sport, in my opinion. Just do MMA. Just yeah. do MMA. I mean, 
it is like a nice in between between jujitsu and MMA. But just do MMA because it gets you aware of the timing when you're like scooping for legs and stuff. It just takes like a millisecond to get slapped in the face really hard. So or in the nose, break break yeah, your nose. Yeah, palm strike to the face. That's rooting. Yeah, that, that fella Damien Anderson who KO'd that guy from from doing legs. He was already in the leg lock as well. Yeah, he was in the leg lock and, and he's just going to smash to the face. Not actively off balancing, bro. You're getting you're getting Gary Tanond. Yeah. You're, getting, you're getting absolutely fucked in the head. So yeah. for me... What would your strategy be? I would not even attempt leg locks. It would be a whole different game, really. I would. I might go for leg locks like in between something else, but there would be no like open guard, put it that way. If, yeah, if it yeah. was open guard, I'm back to standing up and like making them work to, to wrestle me down. Yeah. Not necessarily wasting too much of my energy in the wrestling, but yeah, make them work to wrestle me down. And then in bottom, it would just have to be like... Gracie jiu-jitsu, you know, like overhook and... <laughs> yeah, and keep, him, keep, keep him in tight. Classic yeah. jiu-jitsu, man. Yeah, classic jiu-jitsu. Classic jiu-jitsu. Yeah, keep him in tight. Otherwise, it's just going to be a fucking... You just don't want to get punched in the face, but it's going to happen in combat jits. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get slapped one or two times, even if like... Just do MMA, man. Like, if that's... Yeah. True that. Just do MMA. MMA is probably that. more fun. You can kick. You've got way more tools available. Yeah. Yeah, hear that. You can up kick. Yep. I don't think you can up kick in combat, combat jujitsu. We can't kick, can you? You should be allowed to kick. Start leg leg kicking the fuck out of people. Yeah, you should be able to kick in combat jujitsu. Yeah, I did MMA for a bit. It was fun. Yeah, we spoke about this before. We yeah, have. yeah, he said. Yeah, so he did a couple fights, didn't you? One fight was it, or a couple? Five. Five. Yeah, five I, thought was, I thought it was Muay Thai. Five amateur. Yeah, two two Muay Thai. Oh yeah, yeah. It was fun. Five ami MMA. Yeah. He said you won by decisions oh i thought you were on a submission oh i did win by submission actually i got an armbar oh, yeah yeah yeah. Very nice. i got second one i got an armbar this guy came crazy at me and i just took him down got an armbar. Yeah, yeah yeah swinging handbags i was like he's a big unit i was like oh my god swinging a double purse. leg he had no idea what he was doing once i got on top armbar did him. he shit himself did you see that video yeah what happened some guy shit himself in the ring yeah yeah Got taken down some super fat pub man. Looks, and he just starts shitting. Looks like it's north of England. And then, <laughs> he just starts and shitting. And you just see shit on the mat and then you see shit like falling down his leg and oh everything. Oh my God. Yeah, millions of views. Millions of views. <laughs> <laughs> Immortalized. Stop the fight. Barry Stop the, the fight. Himself I'll tap to that. In the yeah. To be fair, if you get punched in the stomach hard enough and you, you know. You have diarrhea at the time. A, yeah, you had a. A fucking steak and kidney pie before you go out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, an old steak and kidney pie, or like, yeah, a particularly greasy curry. It's game over, bro. Your MMA career. Well, there we go. Benito. Can you get good at uh, BJJ in three to five years? I guess he's talking about uh, very good, top quality level. Yeah. Yes, obviously you can. Yeah. I think so. Shout out Mark McQueen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Shout out Mark McQueen. Shout out Eddie Cummings. Shout out... Well, Eddie Cummings was a fucking little protege, was he? Yeah, he was... Took him like six years, I would say. But he was like literally the best in the world. Wow. At legs. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And that was... But that was like an obsessive three to five years. It's probably like the kind of thing where... If you have a normal job, it's not going to happen. No. It's got to be like you've got some money banked up or you've got some way that you can you know train full-time yeah train full-time and all this kind of stuff and you have to have a good coach you can't just probably if you wing it unless you're really disciplined with how you learn it's not going to go as well you yeah can't. listen to the podcast that we did with um 
that we did uh there's owen has no bjj coach i can't remember what episode if you just scroll down to spotify or youtube you'll, yeah, you'll see yeah. it and you can see how owen has become very good with no coach but didn't take he, three to five years though to like 10 years 15 years but yeah. he also did judo as a kid yeah years of martial arts experience yeah many years years but i guess all the kid stuff is just you learn balance and movement and like proprioception or whatever but you don't learn techniques like you think you learn techniques getting closer to the mic like put it this way you might have like a savage throw when you're a child but they don't teach you setups to the throw they just get you to rep it like a thousand times so you can do it at the touch of a button yeah so all the learning you do when you're an idiot is just basically a waste of time like let's say first white to blue or purple belt let's say blue belt maybe even before that white to like orange or green belt was just spazzing bro just which kid is tougher which kid is fucking stronger i was just spazzing i was just running around trying to get stacked past as hard as possible (laughs) 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 with like infinite cardio yeah just running and stacking the legs that was it so i wouldn't i I would say i got tougher and i avoided getting injured too badly but basically yeah just you have to actually learn jiu-jitsu yeah so back to the question can you get good at jiu-jitsu in three to five years i mean Obviously, you can because all the blueprints is there, but it's your application to learn and also the coaching environment. Yeah. I think you need to be in a, personally, I think you need to be in a really good coaching environment and you just yeah. need to fucking be consistent because the biggest thing is just going to be your consistency and also how fast you learn things. So it's your discipline yeah. to go home, do, <laughs> go home, do the fucking homework and then... And not get injured. Yeah, exactly. You've only got three three years. If you get one ACL injury, you're you, up. You've got two thirds worse, or whatever. Yeah, literally. So yeah. Well, let's say someone goes to Danaher or New Wave or something. Yeah. As a big, first of all, they won't take you on if you're a beginner. But let, let's say you've got like a year, <laughs> you've got like a year of experience, and you just show up there fucking seven days a week, three times a day, two times a day, and you're obsessed. And money's yeah. no op- option. You get fucking good in five yeah, years. Yeah, of course. There are people like, there are white belts that I know that are training like twice a day, every day. They just started and they feel good. They feel yeah. like a good round. Like it's not, nothing is, nothing comes easy just because they're training two or three times a day. Mm. Like you've got to be some kind of, like, let's say, give yourself a bit like six months leeway. But if you're training, if you're doing anything two to three times a day for six months. You're going to fucking get good at them. Yeah. If you're not good at it or at least like respectably good at it or just not a comp- complete retard by the end of six months so if you are a complete retard by the end of six months then there's something wrong with you yeah you should quit all right fair play uh is it impractical to become shredded (laughs) it's just one of your people charles you answer it there has to be more to this question is it impractical to become shredded no there's more to this question (laughs) surely (laughs) let's look it up Let's look this up. Yeah, look. <laughs> is it impractical to become shredded for someone who wants to avoid calorie counting? Oh, yeah. From Mason Fowler. No, it's yeah. Fowler was the last name. <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh, can you get shredded without calorie counting? Uh, yes. Yes, you can. But you need to have a good understanding of your calorie intake, how much you're exercising. And I just say like good awareness of your body and your energy levels basically to become shredded you you want to have a good amount of muscle mass to begin with so some good training experience 
And then you just need to reduce the amount of calories that you're currently eating. That can either be done by exercising more or eating less. So an easy way that I would say to people who don't want to do calorie counting, I'd be like, let's say Owen comes to me being like, okay, I want to lose some body fat, um, but I don't want to calorie count. Cool. Let's reduce your portion sizes down by each meal by 15 to 20%. Do that for two weeks and let's see what happens. If you have lost weight, we'll continue that trajectory. Uh, and we'll keep doing that until you stop losing weight. Yeah. There you go. And then That's, if you stop losing weight, then you go, okay, cool. Reduce it by another 15%, making sure that the protein stays high. So it's you, easier to count. Just you fucking have to count. count something. Just count the calories. You're either counting to 20% or you're counting calories. There is going to be some some sort of ca- counting. <clears throat> so eyeballing your count. <laughs> if you can't count. If you can't, if you can't portion, like <laughs> counting's easier, right? It's just... You, it just requires a little bit more discipline discipline at the start by downloading my fitness power and tracking everything for a two week period so you have a good understanding or you're just looking at portion sizes i mean like okay here's the problem if you're not tracking you don't know how much protein is in things protein is an important fundamental to understand because it's going to help you retain muscle mass whilst you're losing fat which is going to help you stay shredded if you just reduce all your portion sizes and cut the protein down you're not going to be as shredded you're just going to lose weight because you're not doing your best to retain muscle mass. And also you can like factor in, right? If you know what your macros are, you could just reduce your fat to the lowest, to, to like the minimal effective dose that you need of fat and still maintain a high amount of carbohydrates and maintain a, a good maintenance of, of, of protein. protein. Whereas people will just go, oh, I'm just gonna keep fat really high and then reduce carbohydrates. It's like, well, now you have less energy to train with. So now you feel fucked. Whereas you need carbohydrates to train, reduce fat more because you don't, that's not going to play as big a role as your training energy. You, your body's not going to utilize that as much for training. So reduce the fats first, keep carbohydrates high and keep the protein, at, again, at minimal effective dose to retain muscle mass, so like 1.7 to 2 grams per kilogram of your body weight. Again, to answer your question, it's much easier to do that if you fucking track your calories yeah. by just reducing portion yeah. sizes, sure, but you don't have the exact amount and you may be fucking yourself. So it is impractical. Yep. All right then. Let's say that it's impractical. <laughs> that is the answer to that question. How to train Nogi Judo effectively? Oh, Christian Osberg. Wait, if only he was here. Yeah, if only he was here, he could give us. He could jump in on the mic and give us his two cents. On yeah. How to train Nogi Judo effectively? I think you need to do some actual gi judo first, first of all. Yeah. Be a black Actually, no, you don't. No, you don't. Why would I even say that? No, you don't. It's going to relate, but it's not going to relate as much as just doing it directly in Nogi. Watch Satoshi Ishii's instructional. Oh, he's the big Japanese fella. Yeah, yeah. He's a fucking oh. savage. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a... I haven't even watched it, but I imagine it's good. I would say... Right, he's like a, a gold, like two-time gold medalist Olympian, isn't he? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I could be lying. Let's say he is. Let's, yeah. tie it into the, let's tie it into the next thing, foot sweep timing. So a lot of the judo throws... Like the forward throws, i.e. the ones that go behind you, oddly enough, uh, you need them to push into you. You need them to like drive towards you whilst you have some sort of dominant grips or some sort of grips. You need momentum, basically. So you can send them. Yeah, momentum is needed to send people. And foot sweeps, you need like the weight shifting between the two legs. Uh, so times that that happens most like with with the easiest timing is when people are spinning to face you so if you get an angle on someone 
Like literally you go from, let's say, 12 o'clock relative to them to like Two three. Oh, three. Yeah, even three, even four. Then that's a big angle change. That's a yeah. You're basically <laughs> if you get, if you go from twelve to four. Yeah, yeah. You're like almost like at the back of their fucking head. Yeah, yeah. If you're you're past ninety degrees at four at four p.m., so they're going sand. Yeah, as they spin back, there's going to be all of that like movement. Centrifugal so it's gonna be force. Like one, two, and, bang. You, and then you kick their legs together. They will go flying. So, but you also need like you also need to fuck with their their timing of their steps so you can do that by pulling their head down and up yeah so if someone's being pushed down they can't spin as fast and and they increase their power in their legs to spin faster and then if you release that paw they start to move faster and you kick their legs together whilst they're already turning giving you the angle that's how you can get the foot sweeps Ah. so you get your angle then literally any sort of bob down yeah. And, and assuming they circle to face you and lift up at the same time, that's basically all you need to get the foot sweep. Yeah. And then you might need some sort of pull just to actually pull them closer to you so you're not foot sweeping them like far away where you can't chase them. Got it. We're seeing a big rise in foot sweeps in uh, jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Again, I think it's just people practicing all the same stuff at the same time. You've just said, yeah. yeah. Bobbing, pushing, yeah. making a move, you getting angles. But it's just because everyone's doing wrestling now. Yeah. I feel like foot sweeps were always a thing, but at least in wrestling, wrestling or in like MMA wrestling. Yeah. I think if you watch MMA matches, you'll probably get a better like view of what the jiu-jitsu is going to be like in a couple of years time. Maybe so. Yeah. At least the wrestling, like what, because the MMA wrestling is much more applicable to jiu-jitsu rules than wrestling wrestling, mm. you know, because this. It's not just going to be a bunch of collar ties. Yeah, yeah, true. To be fair, they don't do collar ties in M- in MMA. No, because you're just getting yeah. clinched, you're gonna get kneed in the face, yeah. or you're gonna get go for a knee and get fucking double leg to hell. But yeah, from the clinch and in the scrambles, the MMA stuff is actually better. Yeah, that's true. But then from freestyle wrestling, the hand fighting is is more applicable. applicable. Yeah, yeah, nice, cool. But yeah, sorry, the judo throws in in uh, MMA, they're they're good to watch. I think. Yeah, because like. It's all about like pulling someone's weight forward and also controlling yeah. their arm and yeah. Yeah. shifting the hips and or not even like like I, don't know, I guess Islam's got some good good hip throws getting at people yeah, up against yeah. the cage. He just drags the arms, drags the arms, just throws the great, great foot sweeps. Yeah, judo throws as well. Yeah, also, yeah, he's just good at both. But and it's all from the clinch as well. Yeah, so that's why it's interesting. Whereas like a lot of the guys would just go. Let's say there's leg attacks like double legs and single legs. A lot of the like art of hand fighting and setting them up is kind of lost in, or it's changed to shoot boxing in MMA, mm. where you use the strikes to set up the leg attacks rather than using the hand fighting and the upper body pressure to set up the leg attacks. So, yeah, it might be better to watch MMA for judo throws if you want to study that sort of stuff. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Great. What brand of Tomcat Alley do you use? Um. I can't remember. Nature's best, nature's way. I'll put it in the show notes. Nature's valley. Nature's uh, valley. F- f- uh, Fedosia, um, Fedosia Gracious. That was the that was the one. Oh yeah, Fedosia Gracious, not acid. That That's was the, the balls. that was for the staff. That's for the bigger balls enhancement. Yeah. Um, yeah, been using Tonkat Ali and Fedosia Gracious. It's great. Why would you not yeah. use them? Your balls might get too big. 
feel like it's so bam. Some men like that. Some, yeah, some <laughs> in the changing room. Game yeah. <laughs> yeah. Balls got huge. Yeah, no, I like a, I, I race it. Um, Have you felt more powerful since you started Tonka Ali? No. Hmm. I don't know. I, I say I like it. I sleep pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I feel pretty recovered. Feel pretty, feel pretty okay. restored. That's something. I mean, it's like, it's a, it's going to work. It's been proven to work. That's I, good, do man. I know it's worked? I don't know because I haven't done my bloods. It would have been a smarter idea to do my bloods before and do my bloods now. Mm. To, to then you could be like, oh, this clearly works. Yeah. I guess I feel good. I sleep well. I love it's hard to compare feeling fairly though, isn't it? You can't because there's so many variables too. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I just been, I got 10 days of sun. That's great. I feel good. Feel good. Tonka Ali. Yeah. Strong I hips. Mean, again, this is your half question. What was it saying? It was like, how do you get strong hips? Um, that was the question. You want to squat? This is I've got a big, big post coming out about squatting. What is the best squat for you and how to choose? Many people fuck up on their squats. So you look like you'll, you'll see people squat like the most common squat you'll see, especially if you look like looking on Instagram is the back squat. You've yeah. got exceptional hip mobility and ankle mobility. Dorsiflexion. Any, any squat we get you to do is going to be great because you can get your hip crease below your knees, which means you're going to deep hip flexion. So for strong hips, you want to get the, the concept of the movement is deep hip flexion. Your hip crease goes below your knee crease. So it's achieving a full squat. Many people will fuck up the squat because if they just put a bar on their back, they may not they, they may not be know how to stabilize the bar, pulling it down and across the shoulders, creating a strong like shelf position. Or they'll just fuck up the squat as they're going down because of the movement mechanics. Maybe the hips are too tight, the ankles are too tight. They can't actually get down, so everything gets compressed up the ch- up or down the chain. So recently, uh, and I was shitting on Zercher squats for a while, but, the, but like I've got a new outlook on it. It's like the lowest bar to entry squat. People are like, oh, the Zercher squat, it's got a tra- great transference effect to jiu-jitsu. It's going to help you. Fuck like, that. That's all bullshit. The, but the, like it just what it what a Zercher squat or. It's called an anterior loaded squat. So whether it's a front squat, a goblet squat, any, anything where the weight is in front of you, it helps you keep a more upright position, which is easier to get into deep hip flexion. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you can achieve deep hip flexion in a up, more upright position safely with better movement mechanics, you can load that more efficiently. And the more weight you can put on the bar, and move efficiently, the stronger you're going to get. That's why things like Zercher squats, front squats, goblet squats are getting more and more popular amongst, you'll start seeing that amongst like combat athletes and people talking mm. about searches and this and that. There's no fucking magic specialty in doing this exercise. It's just that it's easier to do than a back squat for most people. What about picking up like heavy rocks and that sort of stuff? <laughs> to, be, <laughs> to be fair that's gonna make that that is gonna make you strong like you're picking up fucking heavy shit the 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 issue is it's unquantifiable right how heavy was the rock can you do it again can you pick like can you progressively overload it over time you can but like it's a bit more what if you don't know uncertain. how many sets and reps you're doing i see where you're going with this <laughs> <laughs> we want when you train you want measurable you want measurable and a repeatable results no you don't, you, no, you the, don't. the workouts want to be more measurable and repeatable if you're following people and they're showing you random exercises each week or this is the best group exercise you should try this for 
an unquantifiable amount of times or doing mace exercises or whatever. I'm not particularly shitting on- just doing one rep. Just doing one rep of something. There's nothing wrong with that to be fair. Like, (laughs) it just needs to be fucking simple. And this is the thing, like with online programming, like I have an online programming business and what I've like a big like thought for me and this is why I took a fucking 10 day holiday so I could just think about what I, what I actually wanna do and how to make my business more successful is most people will fuck up exercises. That's just a fact, especially for online coaching because a coach isn't there and most people need coaching around a back squat. So you need to think about, okay, what is the easiest, what is the lowest bar for entry where I can get some of the squat really well and heavyweights so they can move well, so they can be more consistent with the program to get a good result. The Zercher squat is fantastic because it's literally the easiest fucking squat you can do. You just put hold the, hold the bar in the elbow crease and you squat. For most, it keeps you upright and it allows you to get a deep hip flexion. Same for the goblet squat. You hold a fucking dumbbell here and you squat. If you can't squat with the, with the, with the, with the dumbbell, you just elevate the heels. Again, it's gonna keep you more upright. So to answer your question, how do you create strong hips? Get a really fucking good squat and learn how to squat into deep hip flexion. You've got deadlift variations as well. Obviously learn how to fucking deadlift properly. Just start with the trap bar. If you don't know how to deadlift, look up some trap bar videos. That's the easiest, lower, lowest bar to entry. I feel like Zarcher squats have a lot of core necessary. Yeah, big time. Like you, 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 huge amount more than the usual. Yeah, because it's loaded in the front. Same for front squats. Anything that is gonna be loaded anteriorly, like yeah. loaded at the front, it's gonna require you to, to, to stay more upright, which is gonna have a, a deep, like a more effect on the core. Bracing for me. When yeah. I used to do it, I felt like the bracing was the hardest bit of all. Yeah, more than the actual legs. Yeah, it's gonna hit your abs more. It's gonna hit your quads more, it's gonna hit the glutes as long as you're getting deep hip flexion. So it's more on the quads, uh, good amount in the glutes and a good amount in the core and the upper back. Uh, so it can help create like, um, your upper back's gonna be working hard because you gotta keep it up nice and upright. That's not to say you can start with a rounded back as well because you can also do fairly rounded back searches and achieve deep hip flexion be fucking strong in that position what's the difference between a zercher squat and a zercher deadlift is it just that you literally just put it on the floor between each a zercher de- a zercher deadlift starts from like a much lower position and it's a, it's again it's a hinge movement so you're you're like let's say you're you've got a nice sumo stance and you've got to go all the way down so you've you've pushed your hips back into a hinge position okay which means it's going to work the the erectors and the and it's going to be basically working the back a lot more so it's that your shoulders are down rather than up yeah your shoulders are down rather you're you're not in an upright position it's a hinge position your hips are going to do a lot of work as opposed to and hand, hamstrings too. As opposed to in the squat, your, ha- your hamstrings are going into a shortened position. They'll lengthen again, but they're not gonna get hit as much Once as a deadlift position because they don't have a, cool. there's no hinge motion in the squat. We should crack some of those out. Zercher deadlifts. I'm not a big fan. 180 kilos. Yeah, shout out to that judo fella. Captain John Jane. Yeah, trains. strong as fuck, I mean, yeah. fair play. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But yeah, strong, strong hips. Just don't have complicate things. You can squat twice a week. You can deadlift once a week. Why, why deadlift once a week? Because usually you can deadlift fucking heavy stuff. That's pretty taxing. So actually, here's another point on the, on the Zercher squat. Not particularly Zercher, but squats that are loaded in front of you. So anterior. So again, we've got goblet squat, front squat, Zerchers. They require less axle loading. Axle loading is down with pressure of the spine. So if you think about back squatting, the bar is on your back. Yeah. And if you you hold it well, you're pulling it down across the shoulders. If you're proficient in back squats, you're gonna be, that's that's gonna be a position where you can lift the heaviest weight possible and you could fucking cane it on there. Although it's very taxing, particularly on the on the back. 
because it's a heavy fucking weight that you're holding on your back. Whereas when you um, load the weight in front, it's less axle loading downwards compression on the spine because it's in front of you and you can just basically drop it at any time. It doesn't beat you up as much. So okay. if, you, if you have a program, let's say you've got a busy jiu-jitsu schedule or wrestling schedule, whatever, whatever sport you play, and it beats you up a lot, particularly around the lower back, then a, a front-loaded squat may be a better choice for you because it's going to beat you up less than heavy back squats. Nice. Nice. So well. strong hips, keep it fucking simple. Learn how to squat, deep hip flexion, yeah. do some dead riffs, and do some single leg exercises. And I guess also being flexible, probably going to help there. Yeah. With the strength, or so, the perceived strength. Yeah, so that's a good question. How do you get good flexibility? Loaded, deep hip flexion exercises. Yeah. So get really good at squatting. Yeah, yeah. Get really good at like front leg elevated split squats. That's going to help increase your hip flexion also strong adductors having really strong adductors so we're actually going to get back into copenhagen side planks nice and like crushing blocks between our legs as like nice warm-ups nice strong. well just it's like a little warm-up exercise get a block squeeze it as hard as you can for 30 seconds nice because the adductors work hard when you're squatting off yeah i hope this audio is good these microphones are pissing me off Yours is good. Mine is good. Yours is a bit. See what I mean? Mine is not loud. I have to speak this loud into the microphone for it to be the same. Speak speak normally. Okay, that wasn't normal. Anyway, I'm going to get someone to come have a look this week. So hopefully Get the security guard back up. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. Lost. Sir. Um, all right, let's carry on. So I keep getting my head wrapped in a guillotine whilst I come up for an underhook in half guard. What do I do? Stop what, taking the fucking underhook in the half guard, man. You have to have better head position, bro. And also you have to shrug your shoulders every time they go for your ghillie. Yeah. Basically, glue your head to them properly. That's all. Glue your head to them properly. Ear. Ear on their fucking chest. Not even necessarily ear, but just put your forehead right under their chin and keep connection between your head and their chest. Like, if your head is here, there's no guillotine. If your head is here, there's guillotine. There, there is guillotine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be very careful when you're doing it. And to be fair, some people, shown. some people, you just don't take that underhook. Sometimes yeah. you don't do them. If you know they've got a good guillotine, yeah, just don't do dust. it. Just don't do it. Just think of something else. Use more jujitsu, not just sit up in half guard because you're strong. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Use a butterfly hook. Well, they're gonna land. Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, when's your half butter guard coming out? It's already out. No, no, no. The question was, oh. the question is, what are you talking shit? The question was, when would you use a half butterfly guard? So it was in relation to the DVD. So I'll add this as a little freebie section. Uh, Damn. Basically, when it, the question could have been two things. It could have been. The question was. <laughs> the question is, it could be two questions. It could be, when do you go to half guard? So that's basically when they're on their knees, that's a half butterfly guard. Or the question could have been, when do you actually put the butterfly hook in? And I would say that's once you get some upper body winning grips. So let's say you're playing half guard, your left leg is out, all your hands are out, but your right leg is in, in the half guard. I would get some sort of grips with my upper body where I'm like maybe underhooking the leg or 
I have a grip on the arm or I have a collar tie and, or a drag grip or something like that. And then I'll put the butterfly hook in. If you just have open grips and open position and you put the butterfly hook in, you're basically just playing a butterfly guard, but you've fallen over onto one side. Right. Like, which sounds a lot like half butterfly guard, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the wrong timing to do it. Like right. you put the hook in as a tool, like all these things, like calling it a guard, it's not really like a guard because it's just one like tool that you can use and even like calling half butterfly a guard it's just like it's just half guard it's just being on your side as opposed to being set up but it's basically just like it's just another tool we wouldn't call it like a whole position like half butterfly guard like that necessarily but specifically refers to if you're on your side and you're con contemplating in putting in the butterfly hook all that consists of half butterfly in my opinion God. so anything that leads to like butterfly hooking whilst on your side that would be a half butterfly guard but basically engage the top half somehow with the hands so that when you put your butterfly hook in you're not just getting like uh side smash like your legs smashed together to one side as soon as you go for it uh and you're not getting body locked like think if you have no if your knee is really high to your shoulder then you can hand fight whatever freely without getting body locked if you just put your butterfly hook in and your other leg is also a half guard and your hands are doing whatever all they have to do is beat what all they have to do is beat one elbow and they'll get to a body lock you know what i'm saying so you need either oh, a knee I shield you mean they just they can shove the they can shove the elbow down and grab it across and poof yeah like you have either a knee up here somewhere blocking the body lock or yeah. you have an elbow here ah uh, or you have some sort of upper body connection where they can't get a body lock so two and one or whatever yeah exactly then you can shuffle your legs uh, you know what i mean so uh, yeah you have to always be aware that every time you're in half butterfly, if you give them access to the tight waist, it's not looking good, basically. That's what Rog t told me about as well. You need to keep busy. If you're in the bottom guard, get your grips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always have grips. Always be testing, you know, just put your hand here, see what they do, put your hand here, there, so on, until you get your upper body grips, like, mm. like let's say some sort of way that you know that they can't take a tight waist. Yeah. Basically, you need to prevent the tight waist, prevent the cross face, prevent the underhook. Yeah. And then you can start to use your butterfly hook. So the butterfly hook is much more attacking than just a knee shield. So you need some more, you know, prophylaxis, defensive grips. <laughs> is that the word? <laughs> anyway. I hope so. It is now. It is now. Is that time? It seems like it's time. It's, it's time. It's time. That's an hour. It's Let's time. We're going to do stuff now. We're going to go train weights. And then we'll just go to open mats. I think we'll just do jits at the open mats. Nice. Today. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Real nice. All right. Well, that Featuring my new hat, by the way. Thank you, North Face, for sponsoring me. It's not actually true. Not yet. Not yet. They could, though. Shout they out Rain have. for sponsoring me. That is actually true. Shout out Rain. Rain um, so we've got... Just over 5,000 of you have watched hours on um, on this channel. Guys, how do we support the podcast? Check out the show notes. We'll do it again. We did it at the start. We'll do yeah. it again. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe to YouTube, Spotify, rate the podcast, share it to your friends, share it to your Instagram. And just leave it running. Follow us on Instagram. Just keep watching just the YouTube leave, stuff. Leave just leave it running. We, we need just, another 5,000 hours. Yeah, we need another 5,000 hours. Um, speak of the devil, Christian Osbeck. Let him in. Let him in. What a treat. Let him in. Oh wow! I can't wait. He's look. He's going crazy. Come in. Hey man. So good to see you. 
What a perfect time to finish. Here he is, Christian Osbeck. Yeah, yeah, still going. Here he is, come on. You're here for the last. Wait, come on, defend yourself. You're in front of the camera, don't sit there. Defending myself from the allegations. No, we'll finish. We'll finish it up there. Oh, goodbye. Oh, great to see you. Goodbye. See you guys. Goodbye. Stay for next goodbye. week. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Time. Time. <laughs>